Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by James, our producer. Hello, Emma Sue. Hi, everyone. And in today's episode, uh, we're talking about why your critical thinking skills will save you. Uh, So critical thinking is one of those kind of buzzwords. People talk about it a lot nowadays. But what does it really mean to you? Yeah, so critical thinking, I think on first glance, it can seem quite philosophical. So, you know, pondering and thinking and analysing, but it's actually so much more than that. And a lot of it today is about things like making decisions in very ambiguous circumstances, being able to manage information overload and overwhelm, understanding how our brains work and how to maximise that, as well as understanding the barriers that our brains can create. So there's a lot of things around critical thinking, and it's also about the ability to be creative and resourceful and something called T-shaped, which is actually about being able to understand concepts across multiple disciplines. So having a really good, deep understanding of more than one field, as well as having a range of competencies and skills in others. Um, So I think that's quite relevant now as well. And it's also about developing fluid thinking skills, not second guessing everything, being comfortable with uncertainty and incomplete information. So these are, are hugely important skills and we do need them more than ever. Why are they so important uh, right now? And and I mean, and we have to address the title. I mean, you say that these skills are going to save us. Well, you know, I, I believe they are more important than ever before because the situation we are in is so crazy and constantly changing. There's high, high uncertainty. Um, And when you have that, it's really easy for the brain to play tricks on you, allowing you to jump to sudden conclusions, make and act on assumptions, hearsay, or just be very worried and anxious about the situation and about the future. So critical thinking for me saves you because we all have this skill and we can use it to help support our well-being, our decision-making and our understanding of complex situations. And it saves you because once you know how powerful imagery is to the brain and the constant absorption and consumption of image, video, news, you will take steps to minimise that consumption and you will be more mindful of your sources Mm. of information. And finally, I think it saves you because thinking critically and fluidly is all about collaboration and working with others and not necessarily discounting any ideas, yet at the same time, not overreacting to things either. So, yeah, I believe these are compelling reasons to really uh, step up our critical thinking skills. Yeah, and of course, particularly at the moment, I mean, we should mention the time we're recording this is during the 
coronavirus crisis and uh, so these these skills are particularly important at this moment um so what are some of the barriers to thinking critically yes i mean unfortunately um we do have a number of barriers and i think if we can understand them it will help us so you know the barriers are mainly connected with our cognitive function and how our brains naturally work and what we have to always remember is that our brains are actually quite primitive you know the the, the ways we think and react are connected with quite ancient responses and the second thing we need to understand is that you know, any kind of tiredness or foggy brain or, or lack of focus that we might be feeling at the moment um, are all a trauma response. So they're part of the fight, flight, freeze response to threat, which again is quite ancient. So um, and and things like, uh, you know, we, we may be experiencing a bit of memory loss because the body will shut down non-essential parts of the brain as a self-preservation effort. So I think just understanding that our brains are really um, very instinctive and, and, and primitive in how they react to things. So there may be a whole bunch of those different things going on. Um, what that can look like as well in practice is that, so for example, you know, one of the things that we do anyway is we make assumptions instantly. Um, and, you know, regardless of crisis or no crisis, we, you know, this is what our brains do. And it's the brain's way of categorizing any stimuli and information. So a bit like a computer, the brain will search automatically for a reference point to link something to. Um, mm. And that can be positive or it can be negative. So let's say, you know, you see a piece of news about coronavirus and your brain will automatically, A, look for the negative Again, ancient survival response. Um, yeah. We're biased to look at the negative. B, make an assumption and translate it into words. For example, that's a catastrophe. I'm going to get ill. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. Someone close to me will die. Um, you know, what an idiot this politician is. Um, uh, and C, you know, we will believe that assumption. And in our heads, it becomes a fact, even if it's not. So all of this happens very, very fast. So the first thing is to be aware that we do this and to constantly question any assumptions we're making. And that's even more important now. And there are other barriers. So another barrier uh, to thinking critically uh, is trusting hearsay. Um, so this mm. is rampant on social media and in our conversations. And it's really, really easy right now for many people to bounce from news to social media, to what other people post and what other people say. You know, I'm somebody who, you know, doesn't look at the news that much and doesn't use social media that much. But that behavior has changed in recent times. I'm doing yeah. it more. Um, so, you know, it's very easy for us to do that. And it's something, you know, we do, but we're much more prone to it during uncertainty because, you know, when I'm doing that, my brain is looking for information because I'm trying to survive, you know? So yeah. this is what's happening. And, and most of the time, unfortunately, most of the time, my brain is looking for information that will confirm my fears. Yeah. So, you know, this is called confirmation bias and it's mm -hmm. another barrier. So if we feel afraid, then we'll subconsciously look for examples of news and information that will confirm that fear. Or we'll listen to someone else's fear and it will feed our fear. Um, and, you know, the same is true of the opposite, you know, so, you know, it can just as, just as much go in the opposite direction in terms of positive things. But, you know, it, it's a hard one to overcome. 
And probably the best way is to be very, very stringent about your sources of news and information and check facts. Mm. Uh, and that's really hard when there is so much out there. You know, we, we, you know, if we thought we were being overwhelmed before by information overload, we're, we've probably got double now what we had before. Um, and then I think another barrier worth mentioning is that when we're anxious, we'll get very anchored to our current situation, especially our emotions. Um, so these are, you know, habitual rules of thumbs that we use and, and it will lead us to a biased way of looking at things. So um, just to explain this a bit more, psychologists call this anchoring um, and the emotion is is a, uh, is called effect heuristics. Um, but actually, the, the, the reality is we have been through epidemics and pandemics. We've been through world wars. And I mean, not we, you know, not you and I, James, but, yeah. you know, the world has, you know, economic depressions, natural disasters. You know, throughout human history, we've been through these things. And we often underestimate how resilient we are. We often think that we won't be able to cope, but we actually do. Um, and, and, and I think... Our current thinking, what can happen is that we will believe that nothing will ever get back to normal. You know, this is how it's going to be now uh, and forevermore. You know, and it's true that things will change, but it's not often as drastic as our minds will lead us to think it will be. So, again, it's that survival kicking in. And those are probably going to be the main barriers right now for our critical thinking skills. Mm. OK, so how can we use our critical thinking skills to help us? In, you know, in the middle, in the middle of all this, what, what's going on right now? How, how can they help us? Yeah, I, I mean, I believe there are lots of things that we can actively do, um, and uh, I'm I'm actively doing these at the moment. I would say, and and one key thing is to understand that the, you know, the more and more anxiety and overwhelm we might be experiencing, the more that will lead to decision fatigue and and almost a paralysis and inability to do anything, hmm. um, and we can fall into that quite quickly. So. Anything we can do to minimise overwhelm will help us think more clearly and think more critically. That means paying a lot more attention to anxiety because regardless of whether you're naturally anxious or not, everyone will be experiencing moments of anxiety now. So it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, and the easiest way to calm stress and anxiety is to bring ourselves back into the present moment. And the easiest way to do that is, again, this practice of mindfulness. Um, and you can practice mindfulness by breathing or just focusing on what is happening right now in front of you. So as an example, right now, this minute, I'm recording this podcast episode with you and yeah. I'm not feeling anxious because I'm doing this, you know. Yeah. So so mindfulness is just being in the present moment. And, and, and when you're in that present moment, you will have no anxiety. Um, another great way to support critical thinking is having structure and routine so this is really important now the more routine that you could put into your day right now the easier it will be for your brain so for me right now I'm sort of planning just about every moment of the day you know for managing work um, my son's school work who's now doing all the schooling at home well-being lots of different setbacks that, that you know we sort of seem to have on a daily basis um so planning the day and planning structure is a daily practice for me. And it's often one I do the night before. And also this can have a calming effect because, you know, you're, you're doing some very basic things. You know, what are we going to be eating? Uh, what am I going to wear? You know, as well as specific times for doing things that you are uh, putting your energy into the areas that you can control. And when a lot of things around you feel out of control, 
then this is the best place for your energy. So it may seem quite simplistic, but actually does have an impact doing that. And another way that you can boost your brain is to keep a daily journal. Um, so even if you don't normally do this kind of thing, it will really help you right now because it helps get all the thinking out of your head onto paper. And it will help you to process everything that's happening and it gives you important reflection time. So the same thing will happen to if you can get out into nature. So at the moment in the UK, we are allowed out for one hour a day mm -hmm. for exercise. And that daily walk for me is a real lifesaver and a tonic. And I do it every morning. It's part, part of my, my routine, my structure. Um, and it really helps me and it frees up my brain to have ideas. It gives me space to think more critically. It allows me to work, you know, to get my work done. So that kind of space, actually, we need that space always, you know, even when we're not in the middle of a crisis. But, you know, now we need it more than ever. So now is a good time to try putting that reflection time um, into your day as a regular practice. But if you had to choose the one most important kind of practical thing that listeners could do right now, Emma, so what, what would you choose? That's, it's, yeah, it's hard to choose. I mean, I think I'm probably going to have two things here. But I think, you know, I, I would say that, the you know, definitely uh, one of the best things you can do. So we talked about structure, but the, one of the best things you could do is have a clear morning and evening routine. Um, so this will have an immediate impact. So in the early days of all this, our days began and ended with the news. I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people, um, but no more. So now our days begin with quiet, with no noise anyway, where we are. Um, so we actually begin in, in a completely different way. We begin with reading, you know, a walk in nature with the dogs, a healthy breakfast, lots of water and a much, much slower start to the day. And in the evening, it's about winding down. So again, no news, you know, a soothing routine of warm drinks, bath, nice movie, nourishing dinner, really, really simple things. And I find these things help me to be calm and help me to be help me to to think and just think more clearly. Um, but the mm -hmm. second thing is is connected, which I think is so important, which is why I have to mention it. But it is connected with cutting down massively on any social media or news consumption. And I can't emphasize this enough because if you can do this, you will notice an immediate effect on how you feel and your stress triggers. Um, because otherwise, you you know, you, you can be walking around all day in a kind of low level state of alert, which is really not good for your brain. And at the same time, doing this is really hard because we will feel compelled to want to know every snippet of information. And again, that's our primitive brain stepping in saying, I need to know, I need to know, I need to survive. I need to know all the news that's out there. So it's quite a conscious thing to actually, um, you know, stop that, that behavior. And mm. as soon as I became aware of just how much I was watching the news, which was like triple what I used to, you know, mm. and the impact that this was having on me, a really negative impact, um, I just made a conscious decision to step back and it, the, the, the uh, effectiveness of that was immediate. So, you know, I think when we can make changes that have an immediate impact, it really helps because, you know, you can talk about all the different things we can be doing or should be doing, but, uh, you know, a small tweak that you experience something positive straight away, you're very likely to then repeat that. Okay, I think that's really useful advice, Emma Sue. Thank you. Okay, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. 
Yes, it does, James. And I really hope uh, once again, our listeners have got some ideas here and some tips that they can take into their everyday. And really, you know, this was a kind of different take on critical thinking, but we need to use our brains. We need those skills because those skills will really help us right now. So thank you so much for listening and see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. There are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills. If you want more ideas, you can buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. You can also go online to our website, Unimenta, and join as a member, and you'll be able to access more resources, ideas, and free downloads. If you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts, get in touch through Instagram at Seven Skills for the Future or on Twitter and Facebook at Unimenta. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. Music.